0: Ray Lewis doesn't get in. I will be. I'll just fall off my rocker. I'm always right. I'm yeah. always right. I was gonna you say know, you two. You always doubt, I was gonna say you you two. Doubt you went four, so we split the difference. Yeah. yeah. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back into the lounge after a one-week layoff while Garrett was on vacation. Vacation. Is that what we call it? That's what we call it. You were down, I saw you with your sunglasses on. So you look a little... T- you're kind of peeling. I am your peeling. Forehead. You are peeling on you know, your forehead. You know, That's I, a
1: vacation. It's not a vacation. Just because I was out there in the elements, you know, football is played... It's the only sport in America that's played in the heat of the summer and the depths of the cold winter. And I am somebody that braves the elements no matter what the circumstances are. And I was out there. Beautiful sunny 75
0: days. I was out there
1: grinding away in Orlando, trying to bring great content to Ravens fans all across the country. And you know what? I even got a peeling.
0: internationally. Across the world. Across the world. (laughs) And I've even got a peeling forehead to show for it. (laughs) Meanwhile, I was grinding. Groot Grinder, down in (laughs) Mobile, Alabama. You think that? There ain't no Disney World in Mobile, Alabama. I'll tell you that much, all right? They don't put up theme parks in Mobile, Alabama where there's grinders like me working. There might not be a Disney
1: World in Mobile, but I didn't even see Disney World in Orlando either. I was too busy just grinding away. Really? Did you not? Did you go? No, I didn't get a chance to go. Why not? Why didn't you
0: go? Because Gruden Grinders. No, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) Get the heck out of here. All day, every day. Anyway, we're glad to be back. Together, I guess. Somewhat. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to talk about a, a number of subjects on today's episode, including the Super Bowl, obviously. Ray Lewis, you heard of that guy? I think he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I think he will. I think he will, too, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And discuss the Senior Bowl and Pro Bowl, some takeaways. I'll, I'll talk about some players that I liked down in Mobile. So, uh, yeah, exciting stuff. And Garrett, why don't we kick it off with the big game? coming Mm, up on Sunday, all right? Super Bowl 52. Yeah. Who, A, A, who do you think's going to win? And B, who do you want to win?
1: All right, well, here's here's where I stand. Um, I think it's pretty easy, obviously, to say that we're rooting for the Eagles, right? That's an easy, you know, everyone that are Ravens fans hates the Patriots, right? I'm not so, so sure that it's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's, I guess, the easy answer. That's the easy answer. Okay. But I think that there's a little more nuance to that. One, yeah. okay, so I still am rooting for the Eagles. I think that the Patriots are going to win. I agree. You agree okay. with both I agree of with it on you okay. both. Okay. On both of us. So, but my, the only reason that I would... Any part of me would be rooting for the Patriots is the fact that we've had this ongoing debate for the last two years, which is that there's two types of quarterbacks, guys who can win it, guys who can't. Oh, wow. And so this is a, another opportunity for me to just continue
0: to prove my theory. Let's put it on the record right now. To prove the theory.
1: Now, maybe Nick Foles is the guy who can win. That's
0: <laughs> the caveat. You've got to get it right now. In writing, is Nick Foles, because I say this whole theory that there's some guys who can win it and some who can't, is just bogus. Right, You put the, any you put most quarterbacks, I'm not saying any quarterback, but you put a bunch of quarterbacks in the right situation, they can win the Super Bowl. You, do you think before Trent Dilfer won it, you would have said, oh yeah, Trent Dilfer, that's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Well,
1: you, well, you just yeah. kind of proved my theory just in your description right there. You said most quarterbacks. So you're agreeing that not every quarterback in the NFL can win a yeah. Super Bowl. That, so you're agreeing with my point that you know there's some what? guys
0: that can win it? You know what? The third string quarterback... On the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, I don't think, is going to ever win a Super Bowl. Right, right, so there you go. There's guys oh who can win gosh. it, and guys this, who can't. This is the dumbest argument. <laughs> there's, there's guys who can win it, and right, guys so who can't. On, on, on the record, Nick Foles, is he, is he a guy that can win the Super Bowl? I want it on the record. Yeah, I'd say no. I think that Tom Brady's going to oh, win. Oh, now I'm really for the Eagles. I think
1: that Tom Brady and the oh. Patriots are going to win this game on Sunday. That Nick being Foles said, is a guy who can't do it. All right. That, that being said, okay. I would love to see the Eagles get it done, and for more reasons than it's just fun to root against the Patriots because, obviously, it's just fun to see them fail. Right. But there's a major, major Ravens connection with the Eagles. And that's why, that's why I personally root for okay, the Okay, yeah,
0: that is one reason that I'm rooting for the Eagles is the, you know, Tory. I'd like to see him win another one. Corey Graham, could guy to, to injure again. He, yeah. He, his laugh. Just to hear Timmy Jernigan laugh again. Yeah, I'll do it you, just for that. Well, if for fans who didn't listen to the Timmy Jernigan podcast last Get year, that was now. an all
1: timer Particularly because I forgot <laughs> to hit record for the first half of it, and then when Brian had to go back, Brian <laughs> had to go back and tell his knock knock jokes over again to Timmy, and Timmy had to pretend like he hadn't heard them, and he was
0: laughing anyway. It was great. It was, it great. was fantastic. Yeah. it's a classic lounge story. Um, but here's the thing, right? So if the Patriots win another one, right? Like it's kind of like whatever. Right. Everyone knows
1: they're really, really. They're Is there a far, difference between five and six? Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. far
0: and away the best team. It's not like you can like go to a Patriots fan and be like, ah, you guys suck. Yeah. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. we've We've got, got five rings on, you yeah. know, on this hand. So it's, it really doesn't matter to me that much if they win another one. It's kind of always fun to um, also like the, the franchise that can't ever win to just keep. Like them wallowing. You know? No, see, I disagree. It's, it's, I hate that. Well, because you're a Cleveland guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's why the have been that guy. The Cavs winning like just sucks some of the fun out of making fun of Cleveland. You know. So it's kind of fun that the Eagles have never won one because you always be like, ha ha.
1: No, see, you I don't, know, I don't play fun. that way. I don't play that way. I think it's even more incentive to root for that team because those fans who are great fans who've been rooting for that team for their entire lives now they get a chance to celebrate. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Here's uh, who one, do you,
0: uh, let me ask you this who deserves it more, a Philly fan or a Boston oh, fan? Oh, a Philly fan deserves exactly. it. Exactly. They've been tortured for sure. But I kind of enjoy that torturing, um, oh. being that I grew up. In Cecil County, Maryland, halfway between Ravens and Eagles territory, I had a bunch of those obnoxious Eagles friends, and I would love to see them continue to suffer, <laughs> as you want all your friends to do, uh, obviously. Right. Um, but I would kind of also. Here's one thing in favor of rooting for the Eagles: is I would like to, I would like to sit back and enjoy the Twitter and social media smack talk between Eagles and Patriots fans, because there may not be any more obnoxious social media presence and fan <laughs> than than Patriots fans, and. And then on the flip side you have Eagles fans who are certainly not a a quiet bunch. Yeah. And to see them don't be roll. able to see yeah. to see them be able to get one over on obnoxious Twitter Patriots fans, that would kinda give me some enjoyment. Yeah, I, I think that would be good. Yeah. Um, and then,
1: like I said, I mean, there is the Ravens connections. There's the players. Tory's one of my all-time favorite Ravens. Ellerby, yeah. Corey Graham, Tim Jernigan. Um, and then there's the front office, too. There's a lot of guys who started yeah. their careers Joe and worked their ways up. Andy. Joe Douglas, yeah. um, Ian Cunningham. And there's some younger guys there, too, who um, you know have also worked here. So there's a huge Ravens-Eagles connection, which would be neat to see. And um, I know a lot of those guys are still, have, still have a lot of friends in this
0: building. And I know that there's people here that are... Definitely rooting for them. So I know one thing, my uncle, I, I have, you know, like I said, I grew up kind of halfway with yeah. hates the Eagles. There's a lot of like Ravens fans who loathe the Eagles. So I think that I know they're in a tough prediction. Yeah, you're a As tough we spot. all are, we're all I think in a tough spot on this one a little bit, but
1: I'm gonna have to root for Philly. Yeah, I'm with you. So uh, the other big part of Super Bowl weekend is the fact that there's a guy there, it's a Hall of Fame announcement yeah. coming up on Saturday evening. Yep, uh At Ray NFL Lewis. Honors. Yeah, Ray Lewis is a first has a chance to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is he a slam
0: dunk? Jam it home, baby. <laughs> Jam it home. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, Ray Lewis, if Ray Lewis doesn't get in, I will be, I'll just fall off my rocker. Uh-huh. I'll fall off my rocker. He, uh, to me, the production, the longevity, two-time defensive MVP, or two-time Super Bowl champion, including one-time one MVP, with well, 13-time Pro Bowler. All he's done, leadership uh, you know, for the Ravens on and off the field, the community work that he's done. I mean, come on.
1: I think the conversation on Ray should take about six seconds in that room. I mean, they yeah. go through and they have some battles about whether this guy should get in or this this guy, and they, you know, I think that group does a really good job because it's not an easy task. You have mm. basically a lot of players who have Hall of Fame worthy resumes and you've got to sort through all of that and you've got to sort through how the game has changed over time and, and it, I don't think it's an easy job uh, so I think those guys do a really 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 good job but I think the conversation on Ray Lewis should be alright Ray Lewis everyone in favor say aye aye and then alright next guy don't exactly. even waste any time discussing this
0: do they release like the results of the vote they
1: don't say who vote. you know who said yes well, I know who that, said no and all that but do
0: they re- release like how many dissenting votes there were let's say I don't believe not they do. who they came from yeah. but how many I, I don't think so that would be interesting to see. Yeah. That would be interesting to see if, he was, if he's unanimous. Well, there's,
1: the you know, the kind of the caveat this year is that Brian Erlacher retired at the same time, so he has an opportunity to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And the, so there are some in the Brian Erlacher camp. I know this was an argument kind of all the way back early in the careers of who would you
0: rather have, Brian Erlacher? or oh, I had this one in, in middle school, for sure, with a number <laughs> yeah. of the kids. Yeah. And, and to me, and what kind of brought this back to the forefront recently was Kevin Mowai. Uh, a center for the jets for a long time Mm -hmm. uh said that he would put in urlacher over lewis if you're talking about ranking pecking order there which just stunned a lot of people including myself i mean urlacher was really good and i like i said back in their prime i remember having this debate between the two players but even Erlacher himself said Ray Lewis is the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. That he's better. So you got it from the horse's mouth right there. And I don't know, maybe he's just trying to be nice, but it didn't seem like it from his quote. Um, and Mawai's argument that Erlacher was better is was that he was a more downhill, aggressive, physical player than Lewis, right? How many tackles did Ray Lewis make? A million? I know. I mean,. Production is production. I don't care if you bounced off a lineman before you made the tackle. If Ray Lewis, so Mawai was like, you know, Urlacher would take on the blocker, shed it, and make the tackle, whereas Ray Lewis was a step around him guy. Okay. So, right. Whenever, sure. Whatever we get them. to the ball carrier. Right. Maybe, and maybe that helped Ray Lewis play four or five more years longer than yeah. what Urlacher did. Um this, maybe it was, you know, he ball, he went bald later in his career. I don't know what it was, <laughs> you know. The hair plugs, maybe earlier, you should have gotten them earlier. Um, but but anyway, to me, you don't get bonus points for smacking an offensive lineman. You get what counts is the production. And Ray Lewis had it, and he had it for longer. Yeah. So, again, I think you should go
1: in. Also, this is a little plug. We're actually going to be... We're going to have a team in Minneapolis over Super Bowl weekend to be with Ray Lewis over the course of the weekend to get some really awesome video and content of hopefully him getting the knock on the door and finding out that he's a Hall of Famer for the first time. So that's something I know that we're really looking forward to. And, you know, it just would be another notch of the resume of, of Ozzy Newsome, obviously, who doesn't need. He's already got a gold jacket himself. So yeah. uh, this would be the second— raven to get into the hall of fame you Mm -hmm. know original drafted player the first obviously being jonathan ogden who was also a first ballot hall of famer whose discussion took about four seconds before (laughs) deciding to put him in so um pretty impressive your first two draft picks both hall of famers yeah no dadders so anyway as always we love to hear from you guys um with your questions so we have a question here yeah um, and so you can send us your questions every single week Uh, the email is thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. You can write in your questions. You can do an audio question and send it in, whatever you prefer. And we've got a question from our guy here, Neil from Portland, right, Ryan? Yeah, is he the guy that got the poster? Yeah, I think Neil is the guy that got the poster. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right, so he says, uh, so the season ends with with not a lot of fanfare this year, which is good, I think. Not a lot of people saying fire so-and-so or blaming Joe this time. I don't know if Neil's living under a rock out there in Portland. (laughs) What's going on? But he's obviously not on social media. Yeah. Um, so Neil says, we, we didn't get there this year, but we, we look like we are ready to take a shot next year. So on to my questions. First, which position to you is more valuable to take with our first pick or two? Another offensive prospect, wide receiver, tight end, or go and make that defense sick and scary with a good linebacker or nickel package corner? And second, with all the talk of finding a replacement for Joe Cool down the road, how about we go find Josh Woodrum and give him Mallett's job? That would make me happy. Cool. Well, thanks, Neil.
1: So to to go through it, I'm all in on the offense this year. And I would, you know, like last year, first four picks, all defense. So they've made the investments on the defensive side of the ball. Over And then you add to the fact that they had signed Tony Jefferson and they had re-signed Brandon Williams. Yep. So the resources have been spent on the defense for sure. So this year, go ahead, chips all in to the center of the table on the offense. The first round, the second round, I would love to see that. I don't think that like, you know, the notion that let's just make the defense great. Well, that's what the Ravens tried to do last year. and The defense was great at times last season. Uh, wasn't great at the end of the season in certain games yeah. down the stretch. But for the most part, had a really good season. But I want offense. I think you need to have more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. And if I had a pick, if I could take any guy in the draft with number 16 right now, it would probably be Calvin Ridley.
0: Yeah. I, there's no, there's zero doubt that your need, your bigger need lies on offense. Yeah. I mean, right now, your wide receiver situation is pretty bare bones. Mm-hmm. what, Alex Collins is your best offensive playmaker. You don't really have a receiving tight end because Benjamin Watson's going to probably retire or be unrestricted free agent, either one. Yeah. Um, You have to give players to Joe. I mean, who's he throwing to next year? So to me, I think offense definitely is the key. With that said, you know, if the right player lands there, like if if Calvin Ridley's gone, there's not really a receiving tight end uh, that probably makes sense at 16. Running back Saquon Barkley is going to be gone. Do you take the Geist kid from LSU? That's the only really other running back that you might take in the middle of the first round. Let's say he's gone, or they don't value him that high as a 16th pick for a running back. All right. I guess you're going tackle or defense? Yeah. You know? I mean, so, like, in that scenario, it wouldn't shock me if first round they went defense. Because I will say... I think inside linebacker was a bigger problem area than people probably realized last year, both in terms of the run defense not being great up to Ravens standards. I think you could potentially fix that. Um, So maybe you get an inside linebacker or you get a a D lineman that can give you more pressure inside. Like I said, obviously, I think if the, the offensive weapon is there, you take him, but... Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't, I mean, it, shock never, me. it never
1: shocks me. You know, we talked about that on Mailbag this week. Like, if one of those, you know, if an Alabama guy's there, or something like that, yep. and, and or Sean Evans. You know, I keep going back to Roquan Smith. He's the inside linebacker from Georgia. He's a Buckus Award winner. Probably gone. Probably gone by sixteen. Right. But if he's somebody that were there, he was a transcendent player at Georgia and was a big reason that they were in the national championship. So, yep. You know, there's that could happen too. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway but it's got to, it but it, you have to get if it's not the first round you have to go offensive heavy in the, in the second third whatever fourth or yeah. whatever like yeah. i think you have to do that moving on to the quarterback position in the backup quarterback spot josh woodrum i think is still on the roster he was yeah. at the end of last season i'm not sure if he signed a few yeah yeah, he, he just signed a future reserves yep. okay yeah so woodrum's on the team he will get a shot i think to be the backup um so, he'll have that opportunity, but I expect the Ravens to draft somebody, and then it'll be a competition between that guy and Josh Woodrum. I would expect that the draft pick would probably win that competition. Yeah. Um, but, hey, who knows? You know, Woodrum could ball out. He'll get more opportunities, and I I like Josh. He's got a great story. I think he's a good guy, a good player. So, he'll get another shot, but I don't think you go into the season saying just say he's our Woodrum's our backup. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah. Um,
1: all right, and so let's move it forward to the senior bowl so obviously you had a chance to see some of these guys yeah we're action. talking about prospects here, right and so i'm baker mayfield was the highlight of the week um josh allen was there he's yep. the wyoming quarterback all right so i'm gonna put you on the spot okay Ooh, all right all right so you can take one guy from the senior bowl you want to say number 16 or just in general
0: uh it's an interesting question if you say number 16
1: let let's go both okay if you can take one guy from the senior bowl at number 16 who you're going to take
0: If I can take one guy from the Senior Bowl at number 16, I am probably going to take, I guess, the tackle from Pittsburgh. Brian O'Neill. Brian O'Neill, who Kuiper mocked to to the Ravens. I mean, that might be a little high. Uh, Really, I I think there's a pass rusher from Texas El Paso, this Davenport guy, who could be... I, you know what? I'm going to change my picks. Class, <laughs> yeah, class of yeah, me. Yeah, class of me. I'm going to take that kid because he could be a pretty nasty pass rusher. Um, but the Ravens don't really need, like, an outside linebacker, pass, an edge rusher, right? But if you're talking about the most talented guy there at a somewhat position of need, that was pro- he's probably it. You know, the ones that jump to mind are, do you take a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> do you take Baker Mayfield or do you take Josh Allen? And there is even a rumor floated out there about the Ravens, taking Josh Allen if he's there. What was it, some radio station in Denver? Or something? I'm not sure who first broke that, but yeah, there was the report last week. Something weird. I just don't see that happening. I do not see that happening at all. Uh, the Ravens don't need... Flacco's definitely here for at least, I think, at least two more years, mm-hmm. right? So even if you drafted somebody in the first round this year, he ain't playing for probably two more years, so he starts to play in his third season, and you're using a first-round pick on him?
1: which I that's first, not happening for, well first of all I don't necessarily think that that's a bad philosophy I think that like there's always this pressure around teams now to, if you draft a guy high to go out there and play and there's evidence of guys that have waited to play and have been better served for Carson Palmer being one of them Aaron Rodgers but being two another. years Carson Palmer waited a full year didn't even play Aaron Rodgers waited like three or four
0: no so. Yes. because Three pre- or four? Yeah. I'm looking this up yeah. right now. Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench. Are you bench. sure it was that long? Yeah, he
1: sat on the bench forever, and that was like the big, Now yeah.
0: You're right, three years. Yeah. I'm always right. I'm always right. I was going to say know, two. You always doubt. I was going to say you two. Doubt. You went four, so we split the difference. Yeah. yeah,
1: so you always doubt, and as usual, I come out, you look up the facts, I'm right. So thank you for proving that. Where were you saying?
0: <laughs> I'm saying they're not. <laughs> yeah. Josh, I yeah. make not it know. Make it. Here's, here's the thing. And we're going to look at the, back at this and say I'm right, okay? I think I have a spot-on evaluation of Josh Allen, like the best way to sum up Josh Allen. So this is going to be a terrible evaluation, but go going to be a great evaluation. Okay. He is a loo- – he's like a wobbly cannon. I was going to say a loose cannon, but that's, that yeah, has different, different ca- connotation. Yeah. Oh, he's a wobbly cannon. Right? So, like, you have the cannon on the side of your pirate ship, <laughs> right? But it, it, you fired it too many times, and the screws are a little loose, uh-huh. right? So this thing, you, you're, you, he has a freaking cannon for an arm. I mean, <sighs> yeah. some of the throws he makes are unreal. And and you, they make you say, wow, this guy's going to be a high first-round pick. But but oftentimes, man, that thing's just... Ooh is wobbling, wobbling around, and he's, the accuracy is just not there, right? But he does just enough, and he makes enough wow throws to to entice NFL evaluators who, of course, believe that they can fix anybody. Yeah, you know, like, hey, man, we can get this guy in the building, and we if we fix him, we're gonna get we're gonna have the best quarterback in the league. You know? uh-huh. there's gonna be people that are having those conversations for sure about him, and they may be right. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you tighten up those screws. This dude might be legit. Yeah. Um, so he, he's an interesting prospect. Very interesting. Right so, now, far too inaccurate. All right.
1: So the Ravens always find guys at the Senior Bowl. You can go through the long history of guys that they've kind of discovered or they had played in the Senior Bowl. They end up drafting Brandon Williams is certainly someone that comes to mind. So who are guys, middle, second, third, fourth round, that you like that you think could end up here in Baltimore? All
0: right. So the wide receiver, the best wide receiver at the game. Uh, and in practice really, not the game, was uh, Oklahoma State's James Washington. Yeah. Okay. So this guy is was
1: the award winner. Yeah. Which is the award, the award that goes to the best receiver
0: in the country. Yes. Now just because you win that award doesn't mean you're gonna be a high pick. I think last year's D.D. Westbrook won yeah. it and he went in the third. Yeah. I
1: mean it doesn't
0: mean you're gonna be a high right. pick, yeah. Washington has had three years over a thousand yards. He's put up like four thousand some yards over his past three How big is he? Seasons. Okay, so this is the part you're not going to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this, man. So on the roster, before they actually knew the way in, 6'1", 205, right? 5'11". Yeah. He's 5'11". <laughs> <laughs> right, he's under six foot. Uh, but he's, he's like, and DeCosta said this, he's built like a running back. To me, he's kind of like Anquan Bolden. Yeah. That's what he's built like. He's not going to beat you with, like, killer speed, although he was a playmaker in college. I mean, the guy averaged 20 yards per catch. I mean, in college, he's this, like, deep ball, take the shot, explosive playmaker. Contested catch guy? He can make contested catches. He's just, like, strong. He's, like, Mm -hmm. built well, right? Um... And in, at the Senior Bowl, I think he was really focused on like his route running, showing he could run a bunch of different routes, which he did well. He got open versus press coverage, off coverage. He got open in a variety of different ways in practice. So I was very impressed. He's smooth, competitive. Uh, I like him. I, I think he's probably more of a second-round guy. That's where I would look for the Ravens to take him if, if they couldn't get a, a Calvin Ridley, let's say, in the first round. Then I think James Washington c- could be a target for sure in the second round if he lasted that long to the middle. Um so, yeah, I, I really like him a lot. There weren't a ton of, like, first-round guys there. If we're talking more second, third-round prospects, I think it would not surprise me if they took a tight end yeah. that played in the senior bowl or was supposed to play. Because they're going to need a pass-catching tight end. You and know. there's a bunch of them this year's draft. Yeah. I think there's a bunch of different options, right? So there's this kid from South Dakota State, Dallas Goder. Go YouTube highlight this catch this guy had. I think it was last year. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. would be jealous of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, he, but unfortunately, he got injured on the first day of practice, early in practice, so we didn't get to see him, uh, a lot of them. But everybody says he's legit, and the highlights kind of prove it. You know, I'm a YouTube highlight kind you of guy. You are a YouTube highlight guy, which is, which is, My downfall. The, key, which is the key, right? <laughs> if the guy looks good on YouTube highlights that his buddy made in his dorm room, then he's going to be the next Odell Beckham. Which everybody looks good on their YouTube highlights. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's some other interesting kids. There's the um, Troy Fumagalli, yeah, from Wisconsin. I think is going to be a third, probably a third round, maybe fourth round prospect. Nine fingers, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, but it might have the best hands, despite having one which half finger. His index a- finger on his left hand, which was a you know at birth there's a complication. Had to have. Uh, that amputated half his index finger on his left hand. That's
1: incredible that he can become one of the best pass catching tight ends. For like somebody. if you're
0: talking like the best hands in the league, yeah, he might get it. Wow, right? I mean, it's pretty incredible. It's a great story. So great story. Um, you know, didn't put up monster production, but very consistent, solid at pretty much a run heavy school. Wisconsin likes to run the ball. Yeah. Um, so I think good size. I think he could be a really good prospect for them. And then there's uh, this kid, Ian Thomas, who's a local story. Baltimore kid from Indiana, probably looking like another third, fourth round guy. It seems to be that there's a little sweet spot there. Third, fourth round for tight ends. Um, and Ian Thomas, another kid with an interesting story, grew up uh, in a, you know, poor in Baltimore, rough area of Baltimore. His parents, his mom, I think, died when he was eight. And then his dad died when he was nine. Wow. Uh, he's like one of nine kids, was raised by his older siblings. Um, so... Crazy story. kid's been through a lot. Uh, you look at him on the field, and you're like, wow, this dude is built for the NFL. I mean, he's got a prototypical body. Looks good coming off the bus. Look good coming off the bus. And the last guy I'll mention at tight end is Penn State's Mike Gesicki. Yeah. I know I probably didn't pronounce that correctly. Sorry. All my <laughs> Sorry, Penn Mike. State. Sorry, Mike. And all the Nittany Lion fans out there. Um, now, this kid, kind of the opposite of Ian Thomas, when he came off and he stepped on the field, I was like, like he's when you look at his legs he's kind of got thinner legs like he's just not very developed in his lower body right he's got chicken legs I wouldn't go that far. That might be a little insulting. I'm say he has chicken legs, like you? I do have chicken like, legs. Yeah. I've got chicken legs. <laughs> but I skip, I skip leg day. But he doesn't have my calves. I'll okay. say that much. Okay. Right? He doesn't have my calves. But here's the crazy thing. He's like he's like some of those basketball players that you see that have like just like twigs for legs, uh-huh. but they jump out of the gym. Uh-huh. This is this kid. I mean, he his vertical is going to be crazy at the combine. I guarantee. When you're at the combine. This kid's going to be a story for his vertical. He he came to Penn State on a... Uh, he could have come on a... He was first offered a volleyball scholarship. Okay. Before he got offered a football scholarship, it was a volleyball scholarship because he's like some beast volleyball player. Nice. Who can just, he's just crazy. So he's super athletic. Um, he's a mismatch guy yeah. down the field. And I really liked him in in practice. He was just dusty people.
1: I, I like, I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan as we talked about before so I've watched plenty of Big Ten football yeah. and I've watched this kid and I've said this is somebody that is intriguing to me like, yeah. it looks like a natural athlete which is to me the- which what the Ravens kind of need as at tight end. Dennis Pitta was that guy who's just a natural athlete pass catcher yep. who's, a, who's a safety net for Joe and all that stuff move the chains and so they need that kind of guy and based on what you're saying this guy
0: kind of fits the bill. Yeah. Couple other guys I want to talk about real quick. Uh, Another wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton. Remember that name from Penn State. Kid came out of nowhere, didn't really do the, a whole lot of Penn State, went to the East-West Shrine game, balled out there. Got an invite to the Senior Bowl, came to the Senior Bowl, balled out in practice. I mean, he was one of the best practice performers over the three days. Didn't do a whole lot in the game, but that's good. Shh. <laughs> Shh. So, so I, I think Deshaun Hamilton is a third, fourth-round pick, uh, is an interesting kid, really big recruit, who just like for a variety of reasons didn't pan out there. Another kid, Luke Falk. We're talking about backup quarterbacks. Luke Falk, Washington State. You're looking for somebody in the fourth round. All these guys apparently are fourth round picks. Today. Yeah, right. The Ravens can get them. The like, Ravens tenable. are going to draft seven guys
1: in the fourth if round based on, were on what two you're selling. years ago and they yeah. had
0: four picks in the fourth round, it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Luke Falk from Washington State put up a ton of yards there. Uh, you know, more of an spread offense, pass heavy offense. The dude was a walk-on who became a starter in his second year and all he did was perform accurate, not a huge arm, but he can make ninety percent of the throws that you're gonna ask him to make. One of the most accurate quarterbacks, and I think accuracy for a quarterback in the NFL is the most important thing. Tom Brady doesn't have the biggest arm, right? But he can put it he knows where to put that ball, right? Mm-hmm. So you get yak, you put it, you lead the receiver. Luke Falk, I think, and apparently the Patriots are high on this kid. Uh-oh. Shocker. Yeah. Right. Let's scoop him up before the Patriots get him. I think Luke Fox the guy. All right, nice. So and I, I'm not wrong on these Senior Bowl kids. Last year, Asan Reddick, I was all over him. Yeah, and Senior he ended up going kid, top 20. 13th overall to
1: the Arizona Cardinals. Right, the other one, too, that you liked was Cooper Cup. I did. And I liked he ended a lot. up going to the Rams, and he came off the board right before the Ravens had the chance to draft in the third yep. round, and who knows what would happen if he were on the board there for the Ravens in the third round. I bet they would have taken them. They certainly could have. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I give you some credit there. So we'll remember those names, and Mm -hmm. we'll come back and fact check you here in a few
0: months. Yep. All right, now to the Pro Bowl. Mr. My forehead is peeling because I got too much stuff. Yeah, out there grinding. (laughs) Um, What I'll say, I mean, there's, you know, obviously the Pro Bowl is really just a
1: reward for these players in terms of, it's a relaxed atmosphere. They call it practice, but practice is a loose term. I mean, they're on their shorts <laughs> and, and a t-shirt playing catch with their kids playing during hot practice, potato. playing hot potato and throwing the ball around with their kids during practice. <laughs> so, um, but it's just a, it's a great atmosphere. The guys are in an awesome mood. And one thing, the biggest takeaway that I had after spending a week there is that Terrell Suggs still has good football left in him and he still wants to play. And I think that he's I mean, he's already said he's planning to come back this year. To me, that's a no-brainer. And I think that a lot of people kind of look at it because he's going into the last year of his contract, that this is probably it, probably come back for one more year. I don't necessarily know that it's a guarantee that it's one and done for him. Mm -hmm. I I mean, maybe it is. Like, maybe he says, that's enough, I want to move on. But, like, he... A really interesting clip that we had was when we had him mic'd up during that practice, and he was talking to Ladainian Tomlinson on the sideline about retirement. And LT was just kind of giving him his perspective of when you know it's time. And Siz was talking about he's like, I still have good football left. I still love playing. Mm-hmm. And he, that's his element. Like that's his stage. That's where he feels at home. And we can see it. He's been in this building uh, for really the last year. You know, more than I've ever seen him in the off season. And I think that he just loves. Playing it right now, and I don't think that he is ready to give it up. So that was something that kind of struck me, and I've noticed that throughout the
0: week. Yeah, I think Terrell Suggs, when he, he's a guy that when he leaves, uh, he's gonna pull a D and P's and immediately miss football. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Like Terrell Suggs loves football. Yeah, and he can be Terrell Suggs in this building in this locker room. So I, I think he, he, I think he also knows that. I think he knows. He will miss well, he, the game. He, he even kind of said
1: in that conversation with LT, he's like, I, "It's kind of a selfish thing, but I'm just not ready to give it up. Like, I just mm-hmm. love it so much that I'm not interested in
0: moving on." Speaking of DPs, and before we go, what do you make of the whole DP situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think basically, you know, he said in the interview that he did with the son that he felt like he m- missed it, and you know, I think, you know. The fact that it's Vrabel that's calling him a former player is a huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. I think that probably the way the season ended didn't sit right with him. He's somebody that's really prideful about his career, his legacy, in you know, all all that. And he probably has been sick to his stomach about the 4th and 12th play since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had a chance to go and be a D coordinator for one of his former players. And he probably realized soon after making the decision, like, am I really ready to give it up yet? And I guess not. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, we love to hear from you guys. So, send in your emails uh, every single week to us
0: uh, at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. All right. We'll be back with you next week. And we're hoping to get a guest. We have some ideas for some guests. I actually thought of one during this podcast, and I think we should give a call. So, anyway, that's a little teaser. All right. We'll be back with you next week.